worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have details on the weekend rain and its impact on crops and pastures. We talk with the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist in Moose Jaw and the president of APAS, Todd Lewis, who farms southeast of Regina. The Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance lists its top five issues for farm trade and the federal election campaign. Real Agriculture talks about the drought impact on seed quality. We have a positive outlook on the cattle market. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Rainfall amounts over the weekend varied from a little to a lot. There are reports of heavy rain in some areas up to 4 inches north of Esterhazy. Regina had over an inch or 25 millimeters. Saskatchewan Agriculture Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says it appears most regions of the province received some moisture. What I'm seeing right now, a lot of areas in the province got rain. I was in Regina on the weekend and then I, I work at a moose jaw in both cities, got quite a bit of rain. It rained all of Sunday, which is really nice to see. And then, you know, I was up in uh, just south of Davidson and north of Craig there on Friday and it was also raining pretty good. So I think uh, a large system definitely moved through and uh, a lot of rain was received. Unfortunately, of course, it's about a month and a half late and we would have loved to have this at the beginning of July and, and in you know, halfway through July, but it's coming now and it's, it's, it's unfortunate right now because of course harvest has started and it'll certainly, if you I mean, if you're saying some guys got up towards, you know, more than a couple inches, that's, that's going to run some damage in some cereal crops, which is unfortunate, but uh, we definitely need it to replenish the soil. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Struthers explains further about crop damage. When we get a lot of rain like that, um, and then just the moisture content of the, uh, especially in cereals, and the kernels uh, rise a lot, and then it, it just it creates, uh, and, and the humidity is quite higher, or quite a bit higher, it creates a perfect atmosphere or environment for, you know, fungal pathogens to start growing and, and stuff like that. So it just lowers, it can, it can lower quality and damage seed, and then even in extreme cases where the seed is extremely ripe and mature, once the, the moisture level gets high enough, it can actually start to you run into risk of sprouting that seed right in the, the plant for certain cereals. So hopefully none of that happens. Hopefully it dries up quick and then producers can just get their crop off without losing any more yield or quality uh, coming out of the season we've already had. 
While harvest in those areas that received a lot of rain might be on hold for a few days, Struthers says it's not a big deal, as harvest is already well ahead of normal. Last week we were sitting at 20%, so um, it might have slowed them down you know, over the weekend, and, and they probably took a couple days off and they weren't too upset about it, because like you said, yeah, we're very far ahead. You know, a couple millimeters might hold you off just for that morning, but a couple inches is going to hold you off for a few days. So yeah, there's probably a few combines just sitting in the yards just waiting. Maybe the areas that didn't get rain, they're still hoping for rain and they wouldn't mind taking a break. Matt Struthers is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. There was widespread rain, as I said, across the Grain Belt. Regina had over an inch. Environment Canada says Yorkton had close to 30 millimeters of rain yesterday. A past president, Todd Lewis, farms near Gray, southeast of Regina. His farm received over two inches since Thursday. Welcome rain. It's all soaked away, of course, and uh, it, of course it's it's harvest time, so it must be going to rain, but really uh, we'll take the moisture now, and and sounds like this week maybe we'll see a little bit more. Lewis says the moisture is mostly too late to help this year's crop. I think basically uh, in our area here there might be a little bit of late canola that might benefit from it, but really I think a lot of late canola in this area has been uh, heat losses as well, so I don't know really if we're going to see much, uh, you know, anything to finish the crop off, but I think what it will do is, as you said, it'll replenish for next year, and really in our area it'll it'll smooth the fields out a little bit just because some of the cracks will be filled up, so so we'll be uh, in better shape that way as far as uh, getting getting the grain out of the field this year. Lewis doesn't expect much of a harvest delay due to the rain. I think we'll be more, uh, you know, if we if we did get a couple, three days of sunshine here, we could be going again by midweek. But, you know, there's pulse crops still out there, uh, lentils, that the ground's going to have to get significantly drier before, uh, of course, the, the crop is short and the headers are pretty well, you know, pushing on the ground, so they'll be pushing mud. So it's uh, we're going to need some drying weather to to get the uh, pulse crop going, but there may be some cereals and so on later on in the week that they have an opportunity to get them. Lewis says his harvest is about a third complete. We got all of our lentil combined, and it was uh, the lentil harvest, good quality, of course, and but some uh, bushel weight that's down a little bit, a little bit smaller seeds. But overall, we're pretty satisfied with it, and not a little bit below average, but uh, we're happy with uh, what we have in the bin. And we started on our Durham, and uh, same thing there. Uh, quality was pretty good. I imagine this was this rain, we may be seeing some downgrading, but the Durham crop uh, in our area here, again, it's going to be a little bit below average and, and some uh, lower test weights. But overall, uh, again, we're pretty happy to uh, have what we have. Lewis says the weekend rain will also help out the livestock sector with replenishing dugouts and improving pastures. Been in dormancy a lot of it and maybe able to see some opportunities for late grazing, but the grass has been, the pasture has been under a lot of stress, so any, any rain we get here uh, this fall will, will certainly go a long way to replenishing what the moisture deficit as well as just get some new growth going there uh, going into the fall and hopefully you know we'll see some better pasture conditions next spring. The September 20th federal election, it probably isn't front of mind for many farmers. Lewis says the best thing about this election is that it's short. Todd Lewis is the president of APAS. He farms near Gray, southeast of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. The Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance has listed its top five issues for the federal election campaign and the post-pandemic economic recovery. 
Executive Director Claire Citeau says among the key issues are resolving non-tariff issues with the European Union. Have that it released its top five policies to ensure agri-food trade really helps power Canada's post-pandemic uh, recovery effort. And at the top of the list is the resolution of SETA implementation issues for agri-food exporters. It's not a surprise to uh, to you because I think we've, we've talked about this in, in the past that the SETA continues to be the best example of an agreement that holds so much promise for exporters but continues to fall short. So the tariffs were removed on, on the vast majority of products but the non-tariff barriers continue to be problematic and hinder the real commercially viable access for beef, pork, canola, grains, wheat, sugar, and processed food products. So those non-tariff barriers do limit trade, and there needs to be more work to ensure that the SETA can enable real agri-food trade and, and growth for our exporters. It's been about four years that the agreement has been implemented, so there is a, there's a need to really tackle these issues now seriously and see if the, the deal essentially deliver on its promises. So that's the first CAFTA priorities, and it's, it's part of an ask to have Parliament review free trade agreements to maximize trade opportunities. We've implemented, Canada has implemented in recent years, large free trade agreements, the CUSMA with the U.S. and Mexico, the CETA with Europe, the CPTPP with a number of um, nations in the Asia-Pacific uh, region, the CKFTA with Korea. So there's really a need to look at how these agreements are performing for agri-food. Agri-food has been a core benefit for Canada in those free trade agreements. So what we're asking for here is for Canada to the Parliament to look at these free trade agreements and see how they are delivering what's our progress measured against what was promised and where opportunities exist to maximize trade opportunities for exporters of all sizes. So that's the first CAFTA ask. I'm happy to go through the the rest of the the priorities if you like. Yes, please. The second one is a chief of trade implementation and also looking at reinstating the WTO's appellate body. Sure. So the second CAFTA ask is to create a chief of trade implementation at Global Affairs Canada for agri-food exports. This is really to inform progress and better coordinate with industry. Currently, there is not information about how well the sector is doing versus what was promised. So having more information is going to be really helpful in tracking where we are, where things are working, but also where things are are not working and where we can improve upon. And then we think that this position will also play a key role in coordinating better responses with industry. It's important for the government and industry to be closely working together and coordinating responses in international markets. So we think that this position is going to play a key role in that area. Coming up after the farm weather, Sato outlines the final three key farm trade issues for the federal election campaign and post-pandemic recovery. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. 
from your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. What we're going to do now is hear Kara Oosterhouse of realagriculture.com had a conversation with Rachel Malenka. Anybody She's at 2020 thinks- Seed Labs to discuss how this drought of 2021 is impacting seed quality as we look ahead. In terms of seed quality and what we can predict that we're going to see for samples off the combine and throughout the winter all the way up till spring planting. In a plant there's something called abscisic acid and that has an antagonistic relationship with another plant hormone called gibberellins. So gibberellins is what um, helps the plant to regulate the seed maturity, seed dormancy, um, and things like that. So when we see that gibberellins is going down, we do have a potential of increased dormancy in the seed. um, And that's why testing this fall is gonna be more important than ever. Um, Another thing is, of course, we know that with drought and in different conditions where the plant doesn't have those ideal conditions to fill the seed, we get um, smaller seed, and lighter seed as well. So in terms of thinking all the way to spring for next year, um, we're thinking about our thousand kernel weights and how that's gonna be affected. So when you're thinking about seed testing this fall or during um, seed cleaning or right before planting, we wanna think about getting your germination testing, um, your vigor tested and your thousand kernel weights. Okay, and so you've also done some uh, comparisons looking at at the years 2015, 2016, because July seen some of those same temperatures. Do you wanna talk about some of that? Yeah, awesome. So just in terms of the drought maps that we've seen from 2015, 2016, quite similar to what we had in July of this year as well. So I took a look at sample results that we had from that year and uh, the germination, I have good news, the germination and vigors were actually quite good coming off the combine. Um, but as we saw with samples over the winter, um, they were being stored in the bin and we saw that germination and vigor actually took a little bit of a decline. So that's why it's important to think if you're getting testing off the combine and it's looking good, um, take a look at it again before spring planting or when you get your seed cleaned and you get that movement of grain out of the bin um, because you could potentially have lower values um, as the bin, as the seed has been stored um, and that kind of issue from the drought here now can come up later in the year. Now is there any like bin temperatures obviously we're not looking at specific numbers but if it gets yeah. really cold over the winter or, or a mild temperature does that make a difference? Uh, nope um, it's just in terms of how the seed is going to perform in the spring and basically how that vigor is going to express itself in the spring um, after six months of the winter right of being um, stored and then planted. Now we, we did talk about of course seed testing and the importance of it but do you just want to reiterate if a farmer doesn't typically get their seed tested why this year may be the year we really need to? Yeah so definitely because it's been such an unusual year um, we still don't really know how harvest conditions are going to play out in some parts of the province. We could be seeing some high moisture during harvest or maybe some frost, which would even give us um, more issues with seed quality. Hopefully we don't see that. Um, if everything goes well and we have a nice dry and um, safe harvest, uh, we still want to get those seed, that seed tested just because 
um, the seed fill process and our plant hormones have been disturbed by the drought. Um, so it's just kind of gathering the most information you can. You have all information on the table and then you are able to really make those, those decisions based on information from your own field. Uh, just another thing with pulses, uh, because we've had such a dry um, year and the crop is going to be dry going through augers and trucks and bins that pulses are really um, the seed coat can be quite uh, brittle and we might see a little bit of mechanical damage um, and abnormal seed seedlings that way in a germination test so if you suspect that you've had a couple issues with uh, mechanical damage in your seed lot and you do plant plan on saving that seed and planting it for next year, definitely a germination test. Our analysts can take a look and say, yes, that is mechanical damage or note you're good to go and plant that for next year. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy this afternoon, 60% chance of showers, risk of a thunderstorm. Rainfall amounts 10 to 20 millimeters tonight. Wind southeast 20, the high 21, the low 11. Tuesday, cloudy, clearing in the afternoon. Tomorrow, wind northwest 30, the high 16, the low 4. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 19, the low 9. Thursday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 18, the low 10. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 20, the low 11. Saturday, part the cloudy, the high 22, the low 9. Sunday, part the cloudy with 30% chance of showers, the high 22. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 8. The sun rose at 5.59 this morning, it sets at 8.03 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Valmarie in the southwest corner at 22. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 10. Estevan is 17, Saskatoon 15. Swift Current 16, Weyburn 16, Yorkton is 15. Mainly cloudy in Regina this hour, it's 15, that's 59 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast to 27. Humidity is 72%, the barometer dropping 101.3. Mainly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 17. Winds are from the east-southeast, 24, gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, mainly cloudy, it's 15, that's 59 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Launching new trade talks with the UK and Southeast Asia are among the top five items from the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance for the federal election and pandemic recovery. Alliance Executive Director Claire Citeau says the most important issue is resolving non-tariff trade issues with Western Europe. 
The third capstone priority is to task the Ottawa Group to reinstate the dispute resolution mechanism of the WTO, the World Trade Organization. Essentially, the, the appellate body is no longer fully functioning. It is functioning, but to a certain extent. So there's a need to really look at this seriously to make sure that there's a process that will ultimately reinstate this important pillar of the World Trade Organization. And then there's also work that's required to make sure that WTO members shift the thinking when it comes to global agri-food and really adapt policies from business as usual and shifting those to policies that are adapted to the 21st century uh, realities for global agri-food. The fourth capital priority is on diversification and here we're calling on government to immediately launch trade talks with the UK and the ASEAN. With the UK, you know that we have an interim trade agreement that is working for a large portion of the sector, but at it that continues to be problematic for an important part of the sector as well. So we need to see Canada and the UK launch talks of a permanent and comprehensive free trade agreement as soon as possible. And then we're calling on the launch of a free trade agreement with the ASEAN region as well. Uh, We've been in exploratory discussions with that region for, I believe, four years now. So it's time to look at uh, launching talks with that vast and important growing region of the world as well. And then the fifth GAFTA priority is to enhance Canada's advocacy capacity within the diplomatic network. And that's really to promote the the sustainability, the science behind Canada's world-class agri-food and our robust science-based regulatory system, uh, not only to promote the sustainability of the products and uh, their value chain, but also to protect a trading environment based on rules, science, and appropriate risk assessment. So having boots on the ground and working with industry is going to be important here to make sure that not only the the science is respected, but also the the science-based rules are adhered to. Claire Sato is the Executive Director of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Cattle producers can use a little positive news amidst the ongoing drought, feed shortages, and dried-up dugouts. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association Convention was held in Nashville, Tennessee earlier this month. Bob Lowe, president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, was in attendance. He says the cattle price outlook presented is very promising for next year and beyond. Um, I don't believe I've ever heard cattle facts, like the cattle facts is forecast, as positive as, as it was this time, simply because the world's running out of cattle and the demand is continually increasing. I mean, it looks... We have this drought to get through, but boy, if you can hang on to your cows, keep them because it's going. You're going to be well paid. Global AgriTrends is forecasting that global beef demand is expected to increase three times faster than supply in the coming years. Lowe was also reassured by U.S. cattle producers that Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack has no plans to reintroduce mandatory country of origin labeling 
legislation? What we heard down there is it will not happen. Vilsack has said that, in fact, he's actually even considering consulting with their biggest trading partners on how to do a country of origin labeling that would be satisfactory to their trading partners. That hasn't happened, but rumor has it that he's he's considering that. He has said and he maintains that he will not not bring forward any kind of a country of origin labeling thing that is not trade compliant. And part of that, I'd like to think, is because we've still got that billion-dollar tariff threat hanging over their heads that we can initiate any time, you know, for a reason, and that would be a huge reason for that to be initiated. After nearly two years of COVID, Lowe says it was good to be able to talk to U.S. cattle people person-to-person, both on a formal and informal basis. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained 610 at 852.42. Number one red spring wheat fell 510 at $370.23. The rest were unchanged. Durham 736.15. Feed barley 354.65. Flax 899.76. Oats 308.53. Yellow peas 477.63. Feed wheat, 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for September rose one and three quarter cents at 9.20 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the market report direct from Heartland and Swiftcard. We had 1,850 cattle on offer last week. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows were 72 to 78, odd sale to 81. D3 cows, 65 to 75, mature bulls, $1.10 to $1.24 and a half, under 1,900 pounds, 90 to $1.10. Feeder cattle. Three to four hundred pound steer calves are two seventy five to three oh three. Four to five hundred pounds, two sixty five to three bucks. Five to six hundred pound steers, two twenty five to two thirty five. Seven to eight hundred pound yearlings, one ninety five to two oh five. Eight to nine, one eighty five to one ninety five. Nine hundred to thousand pounds, one sixty five to one eighty five. Heifers. Three to four hundred pounds were two ten to two thirty. Four to five hundred pounds, one ninety five to two bucks. Five to six hundred pounds, one seventy five to one eighty five. Seven to eight hundred pound heifers, one seventy to one eighty two and a half. Seven to eight hundred pounds, one seventy to one eighty. Nine hundred to a thousand pounds, one sixty five to one seventy five. Good day and good marketing. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold thirty five hundred hogs Friday. Selling in a range of 237 to 260 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head. Selling in a range of 237 to 258 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, August 21st are Wooly West 2020 contract, 247 even, 
Wally West 2021 contract, 258.90. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 237.89. Hams Cash, 235.89. Thunder Creek Bricko, 238.37. High Life Cash, 251.56. And High Life Contract, $257.12 per CKG. Hams Cash Hog price today is down, and forward contract prices open higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 31 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2856. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.91 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the week. The net value of the cutout remains strong, and last week's average was 3.2% higher than the record set in 2014. Pork production is increasing seasonally and has seen levels increase in five out of the last six weeks, but production is 0.9% lower than 2019 for the marketing week. The extent to which slaughter levels and subsequent pork production can remain on the present tack very much remains to be seen, and supply concerns coupled with labor challenges may temper production in the fourth quarter. Lean hog futures are trading higher to start the week, but remain in a tight pattern in the middle of the recently established range. The market is priced in the fundamentals for now, and while the trade remains range-bound, it is still considered good value contextually speaking. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The University of Saskatchewan is calling new research a major leap forward for affordable solar power. A University of Toronto team used the Canadian light source at the U of S to get a glimpse of the never-before-seen transformation of a 3D crystal into a high-efficiency solar cell material. Their insights could lead to solar cells that are cheaper and more efficient. What the researchers saw over the course of just three seconds was the creation of an ultra-thin 2D layer of perovskite on top of a 3D perovskite crystal, something no one had seen before. Researchers are hoping it's a leap forward for affordable solar power, but more work needs to be done. Redleaf Pulp holds an open house in Regina Wednesday to outline details of the proposed $350 million waste wheat straw pulp mill. The mill would be the first of its kind in Canada and turn waste straw into paper products. The company has secured property on the west side of Regina with construction set to begin early in the new year. CEO Martin Pudlas says the proposed mill offers several environmental advantages and will not have the bad smell of wood-based pulp mills. The open house will be Wednesday evening at the downtown Regina Delta Hotel. On the markets, the TSX is up 118 points at 20,457. The Dow has gained 296 points at 35,416. Oil is up 349 at 65.63 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up one and five one hundredths of a cent at 79 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.